It's the Afternoon Underdogs on Cards Radio 790 KRD. Now, here's Tony Vanetti and Dave Jennings. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, I'm one of them. How you doing? How you doing? I'm doing okay, you know? Happy day after Easter, hey, man. Easter was fun, right? It was. It was good. It wasn't like pretty or nothing outside, but I look pretty good. We did a little walking. Yeah. We did a little talking. Yeah, yeah. Did a little drinking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All it's... for Jesus. <laughs> All for Jesus. All right. Uh, good news came down from University of Louisville basketball program last night. And Nick Coffey will come on at 325, break this kid down for us. Charles Minlin. I don't know how to pronounce his last name, but I'm going with Minlin. Spell it for me. M-I-N-L-E-N-D, I believe, is the last name. Hang on. Unless it's Charday. Uh, That's what I'm saying. You right. never you never know exactly. Could be uh, Charles Minlin. Yeah, no, there it is. Minlin there. You see that? I, I would go Minlin. Okay, I don't know how right. much you would do that. Charles Minlin, 6'4 guard, played for Frisco last year, 15 points a game. He was one of the top, top grad transfers on the east on the west coast. Dude, the backcourt is set. Unless he's just fair to Midland. Oh, no. Yeah. Right the headline. Let's <sighs> hope not. Uh, so there's your backcourt. You've got David Johnson, Josh Nickelberry, Carleek Jones was the announcement last yep, week, yep. and Charles Midland. These are that's a heck of a backcourt. I think they're set. They are ready to go. And this was, pardon the pun for Kentucky, out of the blue. Oh, it's kind of a surprise. Oh, on Monday, you got it. This kid did not have Louisville on his top seven, mm-hmm. and somehow swooped in and in in. And Coach Mack snapped him up. Who were the other six? I don't know. Oh, Gonzaga, uh, Mississippi State, or Southern, I don't know. One of the, okay, was, so all power fives. Yeah, it was the power fives. Yeah, he yeah, didn't yeah. swoop in and grab him from EKU. You, no, 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 gotcha. no, 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 no. He had power fives on his list. There's Sweet. no doubt. Indiana may be on that list, so he got him. Okay. So start out the week uh, pretty well. How was your Easter it was great. Uh, the weekends always go by so fast. You don't have a lot to do. Mm-hmm. So we did the yard work, a little bit of the garage and that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And then, lo and behold, it's Monday morning. Yeah. You would think you're just kind of, you know, doddering around the house and twiddling your thumbs and go, man, I can't wait to get back to work since I'm one of the um, uh, expendable. Uh, what, what, what did I say I was? Essential. I was essential expendables. Yes, yes. Yeah, but it was great. I mean, my wife and I were best friends, so yeah. we just we hang out like we always do. Yeah. We miss not going out and getting a getting a happy hour, getting a bite to eat or something, going to a movie. But you know, we're cool. So it, I it's, miss it's going okay. to dinner, but it's a, it's an easy sacrifice yeah. again uh, for that. Um, we uh, we did a Zoom. If everybody wants to watch it, we did a Zoom. I heart Hollywood Squares on Saturday. That is up on my Facebook, on Dwight's Facebook. I tweeted it out with a link to the Facebook. You're not on Facebook, uh, but you got nope. the first question right out of the gate. And it was about a whale penis. Yes, yes, it was. And I didn't realize we're posting it, so I'm drinking a beer the whole time. It's like, <laughs> yeah, what the heck. It's Saturday. It's think, at my house. Here's what I'm going to say. I think it's pretty safe to know that people know that you drink beer. There you go. <laughs> and we only talk about it all the time. That is true. Uh, but yes, yes. And you got to work on lighting in your house, wherever you were. You need oh, more yeah, lights yeah, yeah. so we can see it. it was, I thought it was a trial run and not going to be posted. So well, I'll work on the if accoutrements. It, if it went well, I was going to post it, and I said, well, you know, it wasn't really organized, but yeah. what the heck, we'll, we'll throw it up there, man. I'll get it. I mean, I guess some people make sure that the, the back behind them kind of shows who they are. <laughs> like they're going to be in their man cave with the teams that they represent behind them. Their beer, I, I don't know. No. I, How about just better lit? Right. All right. Not you, the lighting. Um 
Oh, I just did a Dave Jennings. Um, so we watched. That wasn't bad. Oh, you liked that, right? I do. Right. Yeah, I took a second. Damn it, you're rubbing off. I didn't off. expect cleverness from you. You're rubbing off. Uh, we watched nice pause. Saturday and Sunday at least eight Disney films. Ooh. Because uh, we needed a happy ending every two hours. Like we wanted to smile and right. laugh a little bit or cry. At the end of so you went you went to Disney for your happy endings. Yes, yeah. Well, we've watched so much stuff, and actually walked. I got twenty something thousand steps in this weekend. Earlier, you said it was sixteen. No, sixteen on Saturday alone. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Right, dude. How many miles is that? Well, do the math. Sixteen thousand steps. A mile is five hundred five thousand two hundred forty six feet. Say about three about three miles. Yeah. 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 Yeah, the other day I did. Uh, I walked to the park and then I got so How tired. How many yards in a mile? Well, one thousand. No, okay. Well, there are seven, three feet in a yard. Hundred. Three feet in a yard. Sixty. So divide by three. Yeah, seventeen sixty. Great year. Sixteen years before. How many yards in a mile? One thousand seven hundred sixty. Thank you. One thousand seven hundred sixty. Yes. Well. Fifty-two eighty. You're pretty close. So when you're thirty-six thousand feet cruising above Salt Lake City, yeah. you're about seven miles up, Tony. All right. Uh, so we'll talk to Nick here in a couple of minutes on that one. Other big news coming out of the oh, weekend. So which movies did you watch? Which Disney? We got ones? Uh, Monster Inc. in there. We got Tangled, which is the uh, um, that's the one about the blonde girl stuck in the tower. Uh, that's Rapunzel. Rapunzel, yes. That's a cute film. Gotcha. It was really touching at the end. Frozen 2. We well, she got been up there a in. long time. She so. was. 18 years. Yeah. 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 So it's a cute movie. I'm sure it okay? is. Okay? And you all ruined Monsters, Inc. for me from now on. Well, we'll talk about that later. Yeah, okay. We, we got there most of Ozark, so that's where we are on that one. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I needed happy-go-lucky, so I went Disney. There's yeah. nobody better than that for Disney. And they had they got some more bad news. What's they, the, I mean, Disney doesn't make a lot of bad movies, if no. any. No, yeah. What's what's a really bad Disney movie? Oh, they 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 got some stinkers out there. Um, the Rock made um, like a remake of the yeah some of their live action ones yeah have been not not so good Apple Dumpling Gangster yeah again. <laughs> those were the seventies those were the seventies that's not that's not if that was even Disney it's not even know. right oh I'm sure it was I'm sure it was uh, but they're just feel good they uh, furloughed another forty two thousand employees wow. or something this week so. Well, they, they'll, sadly, they were one of the first to close Disney World, Disneyland, and then they will be one of the last to open up, I think. I think the mass gatherings, when we talk about the process of opening America up again or the world up again, it'll be the large gathering places that it won't happen. So, well, it's a small, we'll go world, back it's to a work. small world after all. Well, so that, you get a, only that, you get only a that ride people, will be open. Right. I mean, yes. but people come from around the world, so it's yes. going to be a, a different animal. Yeah. Oh, d- d- clearly. I didn't even think about that one. But, yes, Disney World is uh, is the most visited place, I think, in America. Some countries will be ahead of the overseas. curve, ahead of the flattened curve, and some will be behind. Yeah. It? Yeah. So we'll see what happens. But everybody wants well, to. Pe- will people, even if it's open, mortgage. say, yeah, I'm going? Probably. But they'll, they, they will delay their, yes, we're open. Yeah. Unless every other ride is closed. Yeah. So um, the coasters don't get too close together. But it's just we start to look at the summer and we start to see what's going to be. We're hoping Thunder goes off. We're hoping the Derby goes off. Uh, my son qualified for the summer seminar at the Naval Academy, and he just got the email that they have canceled. Ah. Uh, 
So that sucks. And that was late June. So if the I, I think we're jumping the gun on some of this. Let, let's um, let's put it, things on hold. So disappointed, dude. Late so June. Come on, man. Yeah, it really it really sucks. And but if they're canceling something in late June, what is what, what mean, else is coming next? Just have it. Don't ask. Don't tell. Well, just, it, you just know have they're it. bringing kids from all over the country yeah. to to uh, to the to Annapolis for a week. So it, it's not you know. But it was disappointing to get that email. And we're just kind of like because we started to feel good. You oh, know, you have to Saturday have, Sunday yes. we were like it's Easter. We're flattening the curve, man. Let's get back into the workplace maybe in a couple of weeks. Will school get back, man? What are we gonna do here? Uh, yeah, you get kicked in the teeth. You've like got that. to stop canceling things two and three months out. We yeah, need a little bit of hope. Let's just, yeah, let's, uh, yeah, we can stay scheduled. I don't mind the plane ticket. I'll, t- I'll eat right, it. Right, just, right. just push it off a little bit. So there you go. Good fiber. Yeah. Let's push it out. Yeah. I'll push it off. Oh, gotcha. Okay, so we found out how the NFL draft is going to look when they have it. Roger Goodell will still be announcing the first round draft picks mm-hmm. from his basement. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure it's a real small place. It's um, Roger Goodell. <laughs> What's he make? Is it thirty million a year? Thirty-six million a year. Thirty-six I think. million a year. Yeah, yeah. I get yep. you. I so get he'll you. be in, in front of an in-home camera in his basement, and then in the backdrop there'll be a virtual montage of fifteen fans of the team on the clock. So there'll be people rooting for, I guess, almost like a Zoom, mm-hmm. like fans from that team in different mm-hmm. places reacting to whatever like Jets fans are always unhappy no matter who they pick. Right. They're gonna they're gonna all break their cameras. Doesn't matter who it is. Yeah. All fifteen of them will hate the one pick that they have. Right. And then they're gonna have cameras sent to fifty eight prospects and they'll be in their living rooms and only six people or less are allowed to be in the shot. Um, I think this will go smoother than people think. It won't be as cool. It what the the production value obviously is not gonna be well do well but um, well, are they, are noticed- they talking about the security of? Because you know the NFL. There's nothing. There's nothing more ridiculous than the lying and the cheating leading up to the NFL. Well, the way they're going to pick, the designated drafter will log in to their private Microsoft Teams account, <laughs> an encrypted channel, and make the pick. What could happen there? There's going to be some seventh-round guy who's going to hack into there, and with the fourth pick in the first round. The White House doesn't have security like this thing no does. No kidding. Or you can call the league vice president of player personnel. So that's oh, going to be. Oh, it's fantastic. That's how they're going to do but it. But the first two are set, right? I mean, Burles and Chase. I mean, Chase Young, probably, right? I mean, that's probably, it. Yeah. But you're not passing on those two. Those two are like, they're they're not just. They're, they're, they're salt and pepper. They are. They're not just so Peas good. Peas and carrots. They are marketing-wise two huge picks. Chase Young is a marketing dream. They're the consensus best offensive and defensive players in the draft. Right. The only thing is, can and if I'm a Bengals fan, I mean, if somebody wows me with a couple of first-round picks and and four years trading. worth of draft capital, trading. If you have somebody even remotely close, trading, whether it's Tua or whoever it is, I would. Yes. Of course, then with Bengals fans, what's going to happen is Miami does the trade up. And then Joe Burrow's the best quarterback since Dan Oh, Maria well, no, that's a South guarantee. If, yeah, if he goes to Miami, he'll be Dan Marino. But uh, if he stays in in Cincinnati, he'll, he'll be, be Tim Couch. Yeah, he'll be Tim, maybe. No, no, or no. Achilles Smith. Always felt sorry for Tim Couch. Oh, of course. Going to Cleveland. Bad, bad, bad. Uh, but, yeah, so they are going to – so everything – so his basement, they'll call the names. Same, this will same be, time, by the way. Th- this will be the highest-rated NFL draft in history, right? It's going to be fun. I mean, you watch local news now. They'll have reporters – so on, on their phone, and like down here, like, 
I know. Dwight, they'd be up here. I know. And right. they're showing the reporter I know. with the phone on top of the refrigerator I know. in Dwight's basement. It's true. I know. It's true. Everybody with their little AirPods in. Yep. And it, it doesn't bother you. I'm already no. used to it. Did you see the Saturday Night Live thing? No. They did it. The opening segment was, was Tom Hanks in a kitchen. In his kitchen, and he just kind of did the opening monologue. Yeah. No band, no nothing, and then he just said, back after the day was Saturday Night Live. It was funny about what Tom Hanks said was, look, it's Saturday Night Live. Some stuff will be funny, and some stuff is going to miss the mark. <laughs> the some stuff being 1975 through 1988, uh, the not-so-good stuff, 1988, till uh, now. And then the bits were all done by the comedians at their house in their yeah. apartment. Jimmy Fallon's been doing it. Ellen's been sitting on her lazy boy out in the patio. Some of it's um, not good. Some of it's pretty bad. Yeah. yeah they're doing their best. Not like our show. No, this is uh, no, production well, value here is well oiled machine. Right, right. I got dog biscuits in front of me, band aids, Purell, <laughs> half beer, finished. beer bottle caps. There's a bottle cap. Empty six pack. Six pack thing there. This is what we. This is what Box Lysol can of Lysol. <laughs> this is it, man. It's our workspace. <laughs> and we're happy to have it. Yeah, we are. There's no doubt about it. Uh, it's been running smoothly, actually. Uh, so, All oh, right. Other NFL note, sad note, Tavares Jackson, former NFL quarterback. He was with the oh, Vikings and this. Seahawks. Yeah. Died in a car accident just 36 years old. He was in his 2012 Camaro. One car accident, left the roadway, struck a tree, and overturned. Damn. This was south of Montgomery, Alabama, his hometown. Survived by his wife and three kids. And the Colts are changing their uniforms a little bit. So the C doesn't look like last year's C. The inner part of it looks like an outline of the state of Indiana. Oh. So And it looks a little more like the old uh, horseshoe. Oh, oh, okay. okay. Not a drastic change. All right, okay. So that's what they're doing there. So Colts fans, you'll have a slightly different unique. But they have a bona fide star they haven't had since Luck left, right? If you consider Phillip Rivers still a star. Oh, I guarantee you, yes. Hall of Fame quarterback. um, Hall of Famer. Everyone knows his name. Right. That's a star. That's a star. Yeah, yeah. He's likely to get you near the playoffs, and if he squeaks in, not go very far. That'll be interesting. But he's better than Jacoby Brissett. Uh, That will, you know what, it'll make, if they have games with crowds, it'll make me think twice about, you know, let's go go watch him play once. I'd like to say they watch him, you know, play at least live once. Um, uh, Could Tom Brady, of course, Tom Brady, you saw where he trademarked, Tampa Brady, and he trademarked Tampa Bay. Oh, brother. <laughs> well, according according to his uh, wife and ex-wife, he's more of a no-show papa. <laughs> uh, Brady. I want to take a little break here to talk to Elliot. Elliot, are you, I'm throwing a curveball at you here. Elliot, how you doing, buddy? Um, not too bad. Um. Every, everyone knows Elliot. Elliot's in the uh, in the radio biz, but he's also he books bands and and handles uh, handles bands for people. How's how's everybody holding up in the music industry? Uh, terrible right now, yeah. Tony. Terrible. Yeah. Um, that's half my income uh, that just got flushed down the toilet. Right. Because I book bands and I run sound and I get paid when I run sound for those bands. And when there's no sound to be produced, then I can't produce any money. And so how, does, how does that work for, like, unemployment or filing for something like that? I mean, this is all just kind of uh, – there's some venues that I've contracted with that I fill up 
a 1099 for, so I should be able to get something from that, but a, a lot of it's just kind of under the table type right. stuff. Yeah. Right. I won't tell anybody. Okay, that's fine. I'll just hit no. the dump button on that. I yeah, regret yeah, saying yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, other than that, which that sucks, man. I'm sorry to hear yeah. that. I know we have a lot of musician friends, and they're in the same boat, um, just trying to get it together. And it's just right. every creative idea you come up with, you go, damn it, we can't do that. No, and now everybody in my music community is passing around that article that just came out that says, like, major concerts are gonna be, aren't going to be put back on until, like, fall of 2021. So what? that's even more discouraging. Yeah. Because what do we keep saying? The last thing that they're going to put back in place, people are going to go back to work, offices and stuff are going to be opened up. The last thing that's going to open is large, large gatherings. gatherings. Right. Yeah. And uh, luckily, well, Justin Bieber should be fine then. My concerts don't really deal in like the tens of thousands, it's mainly like about 400 and under. So. I don't know. Um, I will work whatever I can, but uh, it's it's not going to be that fun. Well, fortunately, radio pays really well. Okay, right. So I'm making to. a killing in radio. Always has for the past 15 years I've worked here. Oh, hey, we've been doing it longer than you have, yeah. man. We know. <laughs> uh, he, okay, Funny. stupid question. Let's say the palace um, and we're and the venues that you book. Right. They say okay. The only way you can have the concert is if you sell every third seat. Hmm. So you're going to be able – so the palace holds, what, 2,000 people? Something, something like that. that 2,500, yeah. I think. Yeah. Okay, so you sell a third. I guess you could charge – would you pay double to sit in the, in the palace and watch um, – Blind Melon, bad. I don't know why. <laughs> Find someone with the uh, with the living. Singer. I'm sorry, you're right. Um, yeah, hologram. Like, you know, blind Melon might be cool. Hang out, B- B- Buddy Holly. You know who? You know who Laser came in my head second? STP. Oh, okay. STP yes. came my head second. I'm like, okay, live lead singer. La Nirvana would be a good one. Uh, stop it! <laughs> stop! 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 Frank Sinatra Jr. I don't want to say a fourth band because I don't want to jinx that lead singer. Oh, no. Uh, Not the Stones. Do you think there would be a thing like, okay, uh, every every third seat you could sell and people would pay double. Do you think that would work? I don't think so. I, you know, Palace keeps their prices relatively tame, but doubling that to sit every third row, I, I don't see that happening. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately. That sucks, man. No, I mean, really now, does. what if they did, like, $5 concerts that you can see online? Like, they still have the whole stage production going right, on, right. but there's just no one there. I'm, I could see that happening. Actors Theater is doing that, like a pay-per-view sort of thing, and you can right. watch some of their, their local Humana uh, plays. I just, I just, my only caveat with all that, and you know, since the beginning, it's been my pet peeve. Have people like Elliot that know how to put the sound into the Facebook or the, yeah. the television cameras. Right. You can't use the mics off these cameras no. as the sound because uh, a lot of local bands have been doing that. I am just keep begging them. If you want people to donate and all that stuff, they'll donate anyway. But please just call run Elliot the sound. and let him do your sound. Yeah, call Elliot it's at the station. Direct inputs. Meaning you just plug straight into the board. There's not going to pick yep. up any ambient noise. It's just straight the instruments. Elliot will do Thank it. For, you. He'll do it for brownies. How yes, hard is absolutely. that? Absolutely. Not well, that hard. Pop brownies. It's getting pop sh- brownies or brownies. A plate of uh, magic brownies would be okay. yeah, yeah. totally fine. <laughs> 
Well, Elliot, I, I hope it turns for you soon, buddy, and uh, and hope you can I'll get some. Well, Elliot, a lot of. A lot of your bands are kind of mosh pity, aren't they, too? They're very loud. Yeah, Yeah. so that's not going to happen either. (laughs) No. Can't do that. No, no, no. Unless you all put on sumo suits. I wonder if they can do that. Like those little, uh, where they have that little fan that blows up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Like a cow. John Travolta and Bubble Boy, you know. (laughs) Yeah, that'd be it. (laughs) Like that. Giant hamster wheels. Oh, man. That'd be fun. All right. All right, Elliot, how do they get a hold of you if they've got work for you? Oh, just go to uh, Elliot.Turton at gmail.com. There you go. T-U-R-T-O-N. Or get a hold of what Dave or I or, or Dwight and uh, on our Facebooks or Twitter or any direct message. We'll take care or of it. Talk to Elliot's family if you want yep. insurance. That's I also uh, kind of set up podcast studios for people, too. You give me a budget, and I'll, I'll give you all, all the equipment that you can afford in that budget, and I'll set it up for you. That's a little oh, side my gosh. Sweet. That's a great idea. Yeah. Great idea. All right. See? It's called teamwork. That's right. All right. We're going to have cases of brownies. Let's talk to our buddy <laughs> Nick Coffey from Morning Show here next, right here on the Afternoon Underdog, delivered by Papa John's. Don't do the cooking tonight. Let them deliver it. Oh, Just go yeah. to papajohns.com, get the cookie, get the dessert, get the appetizers with the breadsticks and the cheesy bread and all that delicious stuff, and including the pizza pie. Let me tell you first about cookingreevesvans.com. So even though you're home, you think, well, i got time to help my family out. Nope. You've got, what, three Zoom meetings, and the kids have that virtual learning stuff. And But mom still needs to get to the doctor, and she's in a wheelchair, and you just can't do it all. Cook and Reeves can help you. They'll pick you up, get you in, and one person can ride along as well. And these gently used vans, they're awesome. I took a tour. You'll love it. You'll love the people that work for them. They just want to meet people and get out and help. And they'll get you into the doctor, pick you up when you want, And when things settle down a little bit and mom and dad can leave the home or wherever they happen to be and they want to go shopping or spend a day doing something, Cook and Reeves can do that too. CookandReevesVans.com. Call Dan Cook, 447-8255. They also sell used cars. And when it's time to travel again, don't mess with the airport. You're not going to know what's going on probably for a while. Get a luxury van. Nine people can fit in these suckers, and it's cheaper than the airfare. And you'll have a vehicle when you get there, not just any vehicle. I'm talking vehicle and automobile. Cookandreevesvans.com. Back after this with Nick Coffey. He'll give us more information on Charles Minland and possibly the p- correct pronunciation on that name. He's yeah, newest, it looks pretty standard. Yeah. I can't imagine there's another way Never to know. do that. I know. All the info on this new guard that's transferring to Louisville next year and is available to play right here on 790 KRD. All right, ladies and gentlemen, rolling right along here on the Afternoon of Dogs. We are delivered by Papa John's. That's right. Contact-free delivery. Do wings sound good tonight? Don't feel like making them? Go to PapaJohns.com. Yep. How about a big, thin crust pizza with all the meats? Don't make it yourself. PapaJohns.com. Send it over to this guy's house, Nick Coffee. How you doing there, Nicky boy? Senior Nick. Doing well. I had Papa John's this weekend, and I had thin crust meat. So, yeah, just my style, Dave. Look at ah! that. Uh, Call me Kreskin. How was Easter? I saw some pictures of Cutie Pie. She looked beautiful. Yeah, it was great. Thank you. Uh, we uh, we had about four different uh, people that throughout the weekend would drop by and hide eggs in our front yard. So she ended up having more Easter egg hunts than normal. But, yeah, not your typical Easter, but we made the most of it. How about you guys? Uh, we did good. I told uh, I told everybody I watched. We watched uh, eight Disney films. 
just for the happy endings at the end every two hours. Yeah. Just to say, man, I'm just in a good mood for a couple of minutes and then start another one. That's we, what we started did. a bonfire. We had some cocktails. Well, we, we actually watched some Netflix. We did, did a walk-in. We did an Easter egg hunt, and the only way the girl, the the teenagers would do it is with we put money in it. We put cash. Yeah. We put at least five dollars in cash in each one of the eggs. Wow. And they were actually motivated to go out because they were like, oh, we don't care about chocolate. And we're like, there's money in the eggs. Did, oh. they, did they find them all? Yeah, of course. Well, uh. Dude, when you tell teenagers there's money in it, dude, they're like Kojak. So, Nick, how are you doing in the basement? Does it feel like a studio now? Did you kind of trick it up to make you think that you're at work? How's it working out for you? It's uh, it's still not, you know, exactly the same as when I'm actually in studio, but it's it's I woke up today and it's the fourth week working from home and it, I guess it's I'm just getting used to it up to this point. Um, you know, there's still some things that just aren't the same, but I don't know. I think I think I'm adjusted up to this point so, so far. Well, you're okay because I've been in the building for about a month and I've grown an extra finger on my left hand. <laughs> so <laughs> he's essential, expendable. Uh, all right, Charles Minland. Am I saying that right? That's right, Charles Minland Jr. Uh, grad transfer from Frisco. Uh, tell us more about him and why. Why were we not on his list and then all of a sudden popped on his list and and, uh, and committed last night? Yeah, I mean, the only explanation I would think is that Chris Mack had a different sales pitch after he found out that Jay Scrub wasn't going to come to Louisville. Uh, obviously, you can sell a bigger role. And mm-hmm. with grad transfer recruitment, it's tricky because I think that was an obvious difference there is that Louisville, when, whenever, they, uh, whenever, whenever this kid put a list together, Louisville couldn't sell what they can sell now as far as the role and the opportunity. But with these grad transfers, man, it's it, you don't have these. It's not a 16-, 17-year-old kid who's talking weekly and, and putting out you know all kinds of information. These guys, it's a really quick process. Coaches are calling nonstop. So I don't really know what changed. But of the grad transfers Chris Mack has gotten since he's been at Louisville, Midland's probably, I think, the sixth or seventh in the last few years. And more than half of them have been kind of out of nowhere. So it really isn't that surprising when we learn of them. Quan Floor, his, he was a guy that committed and nobody even knew who he was. Same thing for Fresh Kimball last year once he committed. Kind of the same thing for uh, Kristen Cunningham. So um, I would imagine that they picked up the phone after learning for sure that, that uh, Jay Scrub was not going to be here. And I guess the role that uh, that this young man desires is something Louisville can provide because that's what these guys are looking for. It's a one-year thing. So they don't. Whenever I see bigger schools get axed from a list, it's not. I don't think. I don't think those programs should take that as a hit. It's just that maybe you can't sell the exact opportunity that a, that a certain player wants. And my guess is that with Jay Scrub not in the mix, what this kid wants to do is exactly what Louisville can – that's the exact opportunity they can give him. Louisville has obviously embraced the grad transfer availability. And overall, though, Nick, has it been good for college basketball, do you think? Uh, see, I think the more and more – because this becomes a bigger thing each year. It seems like the, the pool is even bigger. And now you have – like when Louisville brought in guys like Damien Lee and Trey Lewis, it was still rather new and not a lot of schools did it. Now everybody's doing it. Calipari yeah. does it. Krzyzewski does it. So I think it's good for these guys. It rewards them for getting work done early. But I do think by now most there's been enough evidence to show you that if if you bring in these guys, you need them to be – not just role players, but they need to they need to be contributors. But if they're needing to be your stars, it's probably not a good situation. But I will say this: this is a conversation I plan on having tomorrow morning. Chris Mack in his third year is going to bring in more graduate transfers, most likely, because they're still going to get one more. They have one more scholarship to use, and they plan on getting a big guy. But they will be bringing in more grad transfers than they are true freshmen. And I don't really know what to make of that. I think that's kind of a a little concerning. But then again. 
if, if you're a college coach, you probably would rather do this than go out and offer a high school kid who you don't know is good enough. It's such a low-risk, high-reward situation um, to bring in one guy because if it works out great, if not, it's only one year. But I think it's been great for college basketball fans. It gives us kind of free agency in college sports, which is interesting. Uh, but for some of these coaches, if, if you're losing the players, you're probably bummed. But if you're somebody that's able to kind of fill that last spot last minute with a guy who only has one year, it's probably convenient for you. But nobody hates the grad transfer rule more than the mid-major coaches, like the coach at San Francisco, um, like the coach at Creighton who just lost the one to Kentucky. I would, I would say the, the biggest programs enjoy it where the smaller ones probably hate it. Well, and if it's actually for the kids, if you think about it, think of these guys that come out of Drexville or Bucknell or wherever they're coming out of. They weren't recruited by the, the Power Five, but they played themselves into a good career and now could spend their last year at a Power Five school. And ironically, Louisville's kind of doing the one-and-done thing just on the back end. Yeah, we can rebrand it as done and one rather than one and done. That's, that's yeah, what I've heard yeah. somebody mention before. I think that makes total sense. And it is one of the rare things where it does look like the NCAA is actually given a damn about the student athlete because these guys, because they graduate early or because they just have an extra year, they are being rewarded for it. And the recruitment process, like imagine how different it was for Carly Jones, who committed Louisville last week. He was the number one ranked grad transfer. It's a guy who went to Radford out of high school and he puts his name into a portal and now he's got some of the biggest names in college basketball calling it. I would imagine that's probably one of the best experiences these guys get when they when they go through this process because mm-hmm. the recruitment the second time around is so much different. Are we just going to see, I mean, let's just use common critical thinking here where uh, we're going to see a lot of four guards and Malik Williams. I mean, is that going to be the lineup? I mean, and and the other the follow-up here is if Malik Williams goes down, we, we need another big guy, right? I mean, we got the yeah, – so Right now, I, I like the pieces they have, but as far as a five-man lineup – yeah, you're, I mean, if you want to put your, your most talented lineup out there, you'd probably have to include Sam Williamson at your four, and that just is not a natural fit for him. But with, with Malik, you know, I, I, whenever you see that, and Chris Mack didn't shy away from it when he had his press conference a week ago, he said that they're after another big guy. And some looked at that as, as him saying he's not confident that guys like Malik are going to be, you know, well, maybe not even Malik, but more so A.D. Gahan, Jalen Withers, those guys. And I don't look at it that way because I feel like if you have one scholarship to use, and you can get a grad transfer, why not do that rather than just waste it? And Malik has been injury-prone for really his entire career. So um, I, there, there's no doubt they actually needed. So they got a guard last night in Charles Midland, which is which is a good addition. But the, the, the need is definitely more so in the front court. But I really think it's going to come down to can those freshman front court guys that didn't play a lot last year, can they help you? I mean, if, if Aiden Gahan is still not ready, the Irish Hulk to start his sophomore season, doesn't mean we should write him off and not expect it. I think he was a bigger project than most realized. He was more raw than most realized. But, yeah, if he can't go, then you're going to be really thin, and you're, the, the, the primary production from your front court is going to be a guy who has not been able to stay healthy in Malik Williams. So that is definitely a need. They, 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 I mean, not only do they need to get a grad transfer on the, in the front court, they kind of need to get a good one. Um, from the press conference last week, did I? This is what I got from the conversation he had about the schedule. Now Rick was over. He basically demanded. He he placed every team right on the schedule. I mean, he okayed everything. Hardest schedule ever at the but, University of Louisville. But he scheduled years out and would schedule the toughest uh, lower conference teams and all that. It seems like uh, he's uh, Coach Mack is going to be hands off. Is that is that the same feeling you got? 
Well, see, the, the the conversation last week about it, it almost acted as if the schedule was pretty much done. And it did, he did kind of give the insinuation that he really didn't have a huge part in putting it together. That's what you're referring to. I did say yeah. on that. Yeah. But I would have guessed that going forward he would want to be more involved because I know this past year, he didn't say it, he hated the schedule. He hated right. it because they had that event that featured some of the worst teams in Division One, which just was a waste of time, and you really get nothing out of playing those teams. If you don't beat them by 60 points, it almost feels like you, you had a letdown. Um, and that was something that was put together before he was here. And the, the day, if you guys remember, they had some weird where they would play three games in six days and they'd have ten days off. I mean, it was just not ideal for him. And I know he was he was very much not a fan of how that schedule was put together, which would make me think that he was more into it. So um, I would guess going forward he'd want to be involved more. But I did kind of get that same feel that he was kind of like, yeah, it's already done. It was already done before I got here almost. But they are going to have – um, I w- so they're playing in Vegas in a an event against Arkansas. I think that'll that'll be um, right around Thanksgiving time. And they're also going to play. I can't remember the name of the event, but they're going to play Oklahoma State in that November game that takes place on a um, on an Army base. So those are events I know he was a part of that he wanted to get him involved in. But as far as the other schedule, when you play those random teams in November and December, you're right. Patino knew exactly who he was playing because he wanted to go out and play lower-level teams, but play the, the teams that were, like, favored to win that league. That way, on Selection Sunday, you actually get a big boost from it. This past year, I mean, his schedule was, was almost – it was terrible, and I know he wasn't a fan. So I would imagine he'll be hands-on, but maybe maybe some of this stuff is so far in advance that maybe it won't be till like, next year until he really kind of picks each game along the way. Nick Coffey, morning guy on this very station, back in 1998 – Tubby Smith took over at Kentucky, won a national title, never could achieve expectations to that level. Indiana fans had Mike Davis take over interimly, so to speak, goes to a title game, gets a long-term contract, never lived up to it after that. Nobody thought Louisville football was going to a bowl game last year and beating an SEC team in the process. Was Scott Satterfield a little too successful last year when it comes to expectations? See, a lot of people will tell you yes because I'm not afraid to to say that they should be better than they were last year. And I don't mean Good. win three more games than they did a year ago, but I, they have so much returning on offense. The defense was really bad, so it's kind of a how much worse could it actually be. But I just think another year in Brian Brown's system with the majority of those guys coming back and some help along the way, it's not crazy or unreasonable to say they should be should be at least a little bit better. So when I say that, though, I have some people that kind of say, well, let's pump the brakes. It's still early. He's still putting it together, which is all true. But I just if you can go 5-3 and three in the ACC last year under those circumstances, I don't know why you can't win one more next year. I mean, I don't think that's unreasonable at all. And the ACC, and a huge part of this is why I think they can still win more games next year than they did last year, maybe one along the way. It's because the ACC is still not going to be a great league, right? I mean, yeah. maybe Florida State will be improved uh, with their head coach. I thought, I thought they got a good one uh, with um, Norvell out of Memphis. Maybe Miami takes a step forward. Maybe Virginia Tech. I mean, the league might be a little bit better, but not that much better. But I have no problem. Some people look at me like I'm foolish when I say it. I think Louisville could be a good team next year. I think the Kentucky beatdown was so demoralizing that it kind of made people forget just how – successful this season was they weren't a great team and throughout the entire year we really didn't know exactly how good they were but their offense was fun to watch it was productive and nearly every one of those guys come back so uh he might have hurt himself by having such a good start because here i am telling you i don't i don't think it's unfair to say go ahead if you can if you can win seven in the regular season last year i don't think it's crazy to say you should win eight next year um okay so the nfl draft is a week from thursday uh it will the the production value is going to suck 
Uh, it is not yes, going to have the fanfare. You're not going to have the fans screaming and yelling. You're not going to have everyone booing Commissioner Goodell, which is one of my favorite parts for the first six or seven picks. It's just a, a cascade of boos as he walks out. And he kind of hand, he handles it well. He's like, hey, you know, gives the thumb up. Making $40 million a year. Yeah, $40 million a Keep year. Booing, baby. Keep booing, baby. Uh, but it will have the biggest ratings I can't. It, it will. Nothing will top another. I'm talking about another NFL draft. Right. Will top what's going to happen next Thursday. I don't think. No, and I love the draft anyway. I'm. A, I mean, I went to the draft last year in Nashville for that first night. The draft is. I'm, I'm a draft nerd in really all sports, but with us having nothing to watch as far as sports right now, I don't know if you guys saw that failed attempt last night for ESPN to have a game of horse. I heard I mean, it, was it was terrible. Okay, oh wait a minute. God, Stop. Tell me about that. Hold on. Stop. Tell me about that. I, I was wondering if that would work or not. What was the what went wrong? Well, to be fair, the biggest gripe was the quality of it. You would think you would have thought that like the first ever cell phone that had a video camera on it was what they were using. Um, right. And you had Trey Young. It looked like he had like his little sister running around filming him. Like it just was very, very low budget with, with quality. But even with that said, had it been in perfect quality, it's still Two random dudes, and I guess they're not random. They play the NBA, but it's it's a game of horse. It's, it's this is the second thing they've done that I thought could be kind of cool given the circumstances, and it was such a letdown. The other thing is they have that NBA 2K video game tournament going on, which I never really thought that would be great to watch, but I thought you know what, it could be interesting, and it wasn't. It was it was very lame. So um, the you're right about the draft though. The draft will be. Um, the draft will probably kill ratings like we've never seen before, given that it's it, we, we're all just starved for something like this. But, yeah, everything ESPN has done so far to try, and I give them credit, they're trying. They've never been in this situation before ever where they can't show us anything live that we want to watch. But I think there's a reason. I don't know if you guys even saw this, but they've got a 10-episode docuseries about the 90s Bulls with Michael Jordan Phil Jackson, and they've decided to release that almost a year early. It's going to come out this Sunday. Um, but I don't think they're doing that just because out, out of nowhere. I think they realize, hey, we got nothing to show you, and this is a pretty damn good project we're excited about. No, I mean, they're, they're trying really hard, and the NFL draft is going to be the first real sports event that we care about in about four months. Yeah. No, no. And they yeah, think we care about it anyway. Is, nobody's going to feel sorry for these guys because they're going to have life-changing moments where they sign NFL contracts and their dreams come true. But if you're a, growing up playing football and you get to be the high, you get to the high school level and you kind of realize, okay, I may be able to do this. Maybe I've got a chance to one day get to the NFL. Like one of the coolest things I would think is being able to walk across the stage. And oh yeah, no team. doubt. Like that's the ultimate moment. Like I get chills thinking about it. And it is. I was talking to Kyle Beckman this morning, and that is one of those things that, like, it is unfortunate for these guys because again, nobody's going to feel sorry for them. They're going to they're going to have their dreams come true. But that's got to be like the moment where you, where it really happens for you. And instead, sure. you'll see Roger Goodell in his basement announcing the pick. It's like the high school seniors not having the normal pomp yeah. and circumstance. It sucks. And it sucks. So they'll get over it, but it sucks. But yeah. yeah. All right, Nick Coffey, uh, we'll see you tomorrow morning at seven a.m. right here on seven ninety. What do you got? Any any good stuff for tomorrow morning? We're working on something. Uh, well, I'll go ahead and promote this. This is something I completely stole from Mo Egger in Cincinnati. He's an iHeart host up there. He does afternoon sports. And mm-hmm. he does something called the Topic Lottery, where he has this ping-pong ball hopper like a bingo hall. And he's got each ping-pong ball with a number on it. And whatever ball you pick out, that's the topic you go with. So, for example, the other day we did favorite fictional sports character, like you know athletes from movies and whatnot. Uh, so we've had some fun with that. I've got like 35 different topics, so we're going to – try to stretch this out as long as we can it's uh some of them aren't sports related like some of them was first uh, one of the topics was first celebrity crush so 
We're mixing it up in these dire times. Nick Coffee tomorrow morning right here on 790. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, fellas. Thank you, Senor Nick. All right, KCC Heating and Cooling, 491-9880. 491-9880. KCC Heating and Cooling can install this device, this UVC light, onto your HVAC system. It kills bacteria, viruses, and mold. Look it up. Google it. This is uh, technology that's been around for decades. It's simple. The air in your uh, duct system passes through the light. It deactivates the microorganisms in the bacteria and viruses. And th- these days and times... We can use all the help we can get. It's very inexpensive, and it doesn't take long for them to attach it to your HVAC system. Simply call 491-9880. 491-9880. KCC Heating and Cooling. Back after this, Salt 790. KRD. Oh, my. All right, the afternoon dollars with Tony Finetti and Dave Jennings. We are delivered by Papa John's Pizza. Go to papajohns.com or up a... Meal today. I was so impressed with those wings they brought by here a couple Fridays so ago. Good. We are day 17 in Dwight's so basement. So You're keeping good. score at home. PapaJohns.com. All right. Thank you, Nick Coffey, coming on. We're talking about that new uh, Charles Minlin. He is the grad transfer to Louisville. 6'4", scoring guard, averaged 15 points a game. He'll be headed this way for a four-guard rotation of David Johnson, Josh Nickelberry, Car- uh, Carleek Jones, and, uh, again, Charles I mean, Minlin. I-, I want to get excited about the guys that are 22 instead of 18, and they have four years' experience playing college hoops. But have we had at any program a truly dominant difference making grad transfer? Well, the the two that the I got your back. I got your back. Yeah, that uh, him and then Cunningham. Last year, or not this past year, but the year before, Max' first year, Cunningham was yeah, at points. Yeah. At points, carried the game. True that. True that for sure. Let's go to the phone lines. Hip I am. I know you cool, scary, dude. You cool. It? You cool, man. How do I do it? I don't it? care what anybody says, dog. I don't know how I do it. For sure. Every day. Let's go to Doug. Doug, you're on the afternoon of dogs. Guys, I have a real good one for you from years ago All from right. the underdog. Right. Um, I hope I'm explaining it right. Y'all may remember my family and friends. I never lived this down, but I was at my girlfriend's house swimming. And uh, I always called in just to say a few things. You had a contest, you know, to win something. And it was a question. It was a, a year of something. Maybe it had to do with Cardinal basketball, you know, when this or that happened. Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't understand it was multiple choice at the time. Right. And you had three. You had three. Y'all may remember this. You had just three answers. <laughs> and I didn't have a clue. I'm out there like, turn the radio down and, and everything. And I'm the third caller, and there's only one left. And I thought, oh, I got this. I know this year. Now I was completely wrong. <laughs> and I'm sure you had to wait for another caller because they thought, oh, he's got this. It was for tickets to something or maybe a piece. I forget what it was. But I got more text on my phone. You big dummy. Big <laughs> dummy. That's been years ago. And I thought I'd bring that up just a little laugh because I still listen to you guys. I love the show. And I didn't even, t- she was like, what happened? And I said, I, I, I lost, you know. I did, I'm sure the next caller will get something. She didn't know it was multiple choice either. But everybody had big fun with that. <laughs> Dude, that happens more than you know because they follow I, the rules. Because you, you said, look, they always say turn down the radio, so I'll turn down the radio. So they don't hear the uh, conversation that, that we have before. Yeah. So funny. It, it had something to do with Cardinal basketball, I believe. <laughs> And I was just completely off. And, y'all, everything just stopped for a minute. And I thought, 
what's wrong here? <laughs> Big uh, dude, laugh. But I'm, uh, Doug, I we just bring that up. <laughs> no, Doug, we appreciate yeah. you calling. Please call back any chance you get, especially when we start to give away some stuff here in, in the game. That happens yeah. all the time. It could be Thanks, a, Doug. It could be a silly contest. Who who was the bartender on Love Boat? The first guy go Gavin McLeod. No. <laughs> Second guy Doug. Gavin McLeod. No. We just uh, that happens had that. all the time. My so favorite don't feel though bad, Doug. Don't was feel on bad. the Joby and Denny show. I did that for the first seven years. So Joby would have trivia questions, and there would inevitably be one like um, the school that invented the forward pass. Right. Turns out there's like twenty of them. Yes. So yes. if you read it all, the inventor so, of the high five. Right. So we had all of these topics, and I had to change the rules to the matching game. Okay, Joby has one answer. <laughs> you have to match Joby's answer. That's exactly right. Don't call and prove it wrong, or say there's fifteen possibilities. I'm really right. I also get a Buick. No. It's a matching game. So these are fun with radio trivia. And you've had all kinds of fun. You put your hands on something, it goes south sometimes. Oh, I love it. Okay, let's do uh, let's do some sound. This is Brian Windhorst talking about the t- uh, 25-day plan to return to basketball for the NBA. Brian Windhorst. I can hear it barely. Turn the basketball there you go. window. Hopefully at some point they can enact it. An 11-day series of individual workouts where there would be social distancing for a period of time. And then hopefully if the clearance comes that they can play five-on-five basketball, a 14-day training camp. So as you hope for the country to heal and the virus to, to get better, uh, look for at least a, about a three-and-a-half to four-week return date before you'd ever get back to, to game. Okay, so- so he's saying, um, he's saying, okay, they they're just not going to say, hey, Tuesday we're going to have basketball. No, no, no. So no. they say, okay, we're clear to practice. Then it would be three to four weeks before the first game, is what he's saying. You've got guys with super max contracts making thirty, forty million dollars a year, and they might be in game shape. They might be on the elliptical doing this or that. But cutting the way you have to play, going against Giannis or LeBron or something, and now we've got three torn ACLs because they rushed back. Now, there's too much money involved here, too much capital, so they are not going to rush back. The thing is, at some point we have to decide, look, at we're not it's like saying until no one gets the flu, we are not going to do anything anymore. So there's going to be a point where we're going to realize there's still going to be cases. How do we live our lives again? And not be scared that everybody's going to pass this and get it. It's it's going to be a tricky, but a tricky wicket. This whole cautious thing started in the NBA. Yes, yeah, Adam Silver is not going to pull the trigger on being the first one back. I'm telling you, it's going to be baseball. It's going to be baseball because baseball you can really kind of social distance for the most part. They can come up with some mask that people can wear, catchers can wear, right? Well, they're going to be tested. So they're already wearing are... a mask anyway. Exactly. You can well, you can breathe through it. Right, so, right, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it's again, testing will be huge, but I think baseball comes back. And, if ba- and the great thing is, for whoever does come back first, your ratings are going to be – it doesn't matter if you sell tickets or not. People that haven't been watching baseball, let's say July 4th, my idea for opening up the country is the 4th of July – Independence Day as the official opening, and maybe baseball starts on that date. People that hadn't watched baseball for a while, if you scroll through on your little menu on the TV and you see eight major league games that are live and matter, mm-hmm. you're going to start watching again. Oh, big time. No, big time. Especially, think if there are um, 16 teams in one area and they're all playing in the same <laughs> the same well, stadium. And I know we have interleague play now. It used to be American and National would only get together in the World Series, so now we see it throughout the year, but if they go to this cactus grapefruit thing, 
half the teams are in Arizona, half in Florida, but they're not all American League, National League. Right. So you're going to have divisions of teams that don't usually play each other yep. playing a lot of games. This We have to embrace 2020 as just an anomaly, but make the most out of it that we can, and it could be kind of fun. Make sure you get to Lots of Pasta. Lots of Pasta. Louisville.com is the website. Go grab some dinner tonight. They uh, they will have something prepared for you, so you just have to go home, warm it up. 896-6361, individual frozen entrees, family-sized. We had the tamales last night. I had the beef, spicy beef, and my wife had the black bean. They're made in Houston, and they are authentic and delicious. Amazing Mexican entrees, too, in the frozen food section. And, of course, the dry pasta and the sauces. Call 896-6361. Open 10 to 5 Monday through Saturday. Temporarily closed on Sunday, but you can still get the delicious cheese and deli meat. Just we call are the ahead. Afternoon Underdogs with Dave Jennings and Tony Vanetti on 790. KRD.